surprising in my surroundings. I'm finding the quietest escapes these days. This representation of storm brewing amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And this is Mastering 40. So excited. So we've been breaking it down every three weeks, how it's going for me trying to break the 40, uh, 40K. Yeah, yeah, right. Trying to break the 40-minute time barrier in the 10K uh, next summer and also trying to do it while I'm going to be 40 years old, turning 40 in January, officially a master's runner. Um, uh, I can't say I'm excited about it, but it's definitely going to happen. And I'm excited about this journey, however. And on this episode of Mastering 40, I'm joined by Adrian Longley and my coach, James McCurdy, uh, talking all things uh, this past month and going into October. So uh, Adrian and I talk about a whole bunch of things. Also, just what it's like right now balancing uh, with the kids going back to school and uh, distance learning versus not distance learning and how I'm able to to juggle it and trying to also obviously do all this stuff at the same time. So we dive into that. James and I talk about basically my recent revelation over on the roads. Things are going really, really well the past couple weeks. And uh, not that they weren't going well before, but I seem to have reached a new a new, uh, new, tier, which is really exciting. We talk about all of that, what's to come, and how this progression could look in the uh, in the short term. So I'm really excited to get into that. Before we do, let's talk about Prevenex. I love these guys. Such, such good stuff. It really is. Uh, Neurofi Plus is the real deal. If you haven't tried it, you got to go do it. This championship breakfast that they've been putting out is so good. Because for me, now that I'm in... Um, Basically, my from a parent perspective, I'm in a situation now where I'm dropping my kids off at school around 8.30. They're both in school now, Tuesday through Friday, and then I go for my run as soon as I drop them off. So I don't want to have a huge breakfast, but I want to get something filling so I'm not you know, dead on my feet while I'm running. So every day now, 7 o'clock, I pop in Prevenex, two scoops into the shaker, some water, and a little bit of milk fire it up and I'm good to go. I love this stuff. Try the 14-day challenge. You're going to be glad you did because not only does it taste really good, which is important for a vegan-based protein powder with all these nutrients, sometimes it doesn't mix well. This mixes really, really well. You're going to believe it when you see it. In addition to that, you're going to feel really good and it's just going to help your your day overall. And I've seen it for myself. Go to Prevenex.com and use code RUNNER15 today to save 15% on your first order. Now, let's get into it with Adrian and James. Hey, Matt, how's it going? It's going great. I'm excited to chat. I like that answer. So I'm excited. It's not entirely honest. Do you like it if it's not entirely honest? If it's not entirely honest, that's okay too. So just as long as the rest of this talk is relatively honest, that's all I ask. (laughs) Sounds good. I can do that. Okay. I think you're good for it. So, well, yeah, it, feel, it feels like forever since I last talked to you. So I think we have some catching up to do. According to uh, the world of Instagram, you've been doing some things uh, on your feet. So wherever you think is appropriate or relevant, kind of walk me through running, life, all that stuff since we last met. Yeah, running has been going pretty well. Um, been able to, to stick to the plan. Uh, which has been nice. Hasn't been perfect, uh, but I don't. I, I don't expect that to be the case 
So I, I'm fine with that. Um, and I don't expect that even for like when I, when I coach, I don't expect my athletes to be like, yes, I haven't missed a workout in 365 days or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, so no, that, that, that's worked out well. I did, I like it was part of like a virtual 5k last weekend. Um, which was, that was one of the McCurdy, McCurdy fall series races. So doing a 5k, 10k, 5k, 10k, each about three weeks apart. So, uh, 5k wasn't a race at all. Um, for me at least. So it was more of a workout of like slightly faster than easy pace. Don't crush yourself basically, you know, like be able to like walk to the car afterwards without feeling the need to like bend over and catch your breath. Have a positive experience, but kind of tap into a little bit of the strength type thing. I like it. Yeah. So, and that was fine. Um, that worked out. No problem. Um, it was, you know, it's funny. I keep going back and forth. I'm in like this mode of like, all right, like, I am in kind of beginner mode, right? Because I'm starting from, not from scratch, but not far off. And at the same time, I also have this like muscle memory of like going faster. So you're like, all right, around 8, 10-ish pace, right? 8, 10, it's 8, 10, 8, 13, 8, 15, right around there. And, um, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> okay, like, you know, this is, this isn't, you know. I, I'm aware of where I, I'm aware of the times where I felt like that was like super easy. So um, it's funny. Then I kicked myself. I'm like, yeah, dude, but that's the whole point of this. So I keep going like back and forth. I have like this cognitive distance in my head. And um, so did that. James was excited with it. And now we're, now we're pretty much starting running uh, a running schedule. That's fairly reminiscent of what people would do once they're kind of back on their feet full time, uh, which I am. So, you know, I think it, now it's going to be, you know, some, you know, basically two workouts a week, you know, one of them a little bit faster than the other, one more, a little tempo marathon um, based, another one a little bit more fast twitch. Um, I think we're I'm on the schedule for 25 miles or so this week. Um, I'll probably go a little under. I was supposed, supposed to just run 40 minutes. I was on the treadmill. And I, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I, some people some people thrive on treadmills. I am not one of them. For me, treadmills, like everything seems harder. Um, and it's not even like the kind of treadmills. Just always, and, you know, there's just some people who are like that, and I'm one of them. So like after I, I hit two and a half miles, I'm like, I feel like I've run like eight miles right now. I'm just calling it quits. Um, so... Probably come in closer to 23 miles this week and then 30 next week. So it'll be my first 30 okay. mile week and we two workouts within it. So I'm excited for that. Um, That's a training plan, man. Yeah. So I, the, this week I had a workout, which was, you know, kind of like a four by one minute at threshold and then six by 200 meter, um, which I didn't do it on a track. So I basically ran for like 50 seconds, which was, um, right around the pace, basically James was like, all right, running around, you know, 200 meters at 630 pace, which comes out to 50 seconds. So I just was like, ran for 50 seconds, you know, then I would, you know, then I just press the watch or whatever. So I did that. And, um, it was funny. Like after the fact, James was pumped. He's like, you nailed it. You did exactly what I wanted. And I did, I did hit the paces exactly. Um, which was nice, but I was like, you know, again, this is just like my ego talking, but I'm just going to tell you what I was thinking at the time. Um, so at the time I was like, oh God, like, I can't believe this felt hard. Like this sucks. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sitting there like seven fifteen pace for a minute. Like that shouldn't feel hard. Like, you know, a 50 second, 200 meter, like that shouldn't feel hard. Like, oh my God, like what is going on? Like, 
I I was not excited after the fact, which is funny because James was really excited. Yeah, I, I, I was not. Early on about running without judgment, you know, just just checking, just checking you a little bit. So that was obviously sure. not happening during this workout. So it wasn't it wasn't so much happening within the workout. Like I would say, like during the workout, I was able to stay like, all right, this is, you know, I kind of ran on feel for the most part, but I was checking my watch occasionally. Um, so like James's scheduling was like right on the money. Cause like this is how you, this is the this is how you should feel. Like I know what threshold means. I know what um, you know certain certain paces are supposed to feel like. And I was able to 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 do them according by feel. So in the moment, I was like, "All right, I'm doing this workout as prescribed," and I was fine about it. There wasn't I didn't have like an overwhelming positive feeling or negative feeling. I just like I did enjoy kind of running fast. It was after the fact, and I'm like, "Oh man, like." <laughs> 715 pace for a minute like come on man like that shouldn't be that shouldn't be that hard um and it was just one of those things it was just like all right like again i knew the i knew how weird i that statement was even to myself because like i know intellectually where i am and why i'm there and at the same time i'm like you know then the other half of my brain or whatever is like oh gosh like <laughs> this is gonna be this is this sucks <laughs> And, and this is a lot of the psychology of coming back from injury is kind of figuring out how to balance your thinking brain and your feeling brain. Because it sounds like thinking brain was active, doing what it was supposed to, rational during the workout. But afterwards, it's like the ghosts of running's past came and visited you. That's what I like to call them. Um, I remember seeing them. I did not like them very much, but it's just that onslaught of thoughts of like, this should be this. I used to do that. And, you know, the more that passes through our head, the more intense it gets, the more disappointed we get. Right. Oh yeah. They're, they, they've taken up residence in my head and have been there for a while. It's they're really annoying, aren't they? <laughs> At this point, I feel like they're just a part of my personality. At this point, you know, like the the was it what's the name of that animated animated movie? It's like Inside or something. Inside out. Like, Inside out. Yes. So I feel like they're they're one of like if they were going to do one on me, it would definitely be um, a central figure in that movie. Okay. All right. So I guess you've got like gray little bulbs. I think it was the little glowing bulbs in that movie. Um, I can't believe we're going here, but hey, it's all about being user friendly. Um, this wasn't this wasn't required during during your education as a therapist. No, I was, not at I was all. surprised. Uh, <laughs> but remember also in that movie how the balls get stored and then they just kind of fade into whatever the heck that was, just like they just kind of disintegrated. That's kind of what we want to get to. So to a first step from that is we kind of have to change chairs a little bit, essentially. So what if, if what you're telling yourself when you're typing into V.02 or something like that, if what you're telling yourself is not what you would tell one of the athletes you coach, you might want to reconsider have, continuing that conversation or at least, or at least to the tone that, that it is, because I highly doubt you would do that. No, I wouldn't. No, definitely not. And I, and I realized the folly in the moment. Um, but like, shoot, I just had it. I just had it again. Like, I mean, this was, you know, I'm still 
I'm still sweating from the treadmill run I just did. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm actually recording this in my basement right next to the treadmill that I was just on. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and I'm like, oh, my God, like I'm now at 5.8 miles an hour on this, tre- <laughs> this treadmill and I'm sweating like a pig. I'm tired. I'm just like, what is going on? And it's like that moment of like, you know, I, I definitely had and, and maybe this is part of it, too. I had I, just the the general like disappointment of like, I can't believe this is where I am at physically to the, 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 the other part of like, why can't I lock down a treadmill run? Like, why does this always seem to be a problem? Even at my fittest, like I always perform like 10 to 20 percent worse on a treadmill um, than I typically do. And then the other piece is like, oh, my gosh, like I'm going to have to tell people yeah. about this. <laughs> Like this is the other component. I get that. Uh, so there's like the three things in my head. Yeah. But, you know, on the flip side, you are probably helping somebody in your exact spot or if they end up in a spot like that too, just keep that in mind as well. Um, but I think it's it's learning to be really consistent with working on redirecting. Like if we think, oh, I should I I, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I wish this. Because like, for, for example, um, I went on a small group run on Saturday and these people were as good as they said they were and more. So I was dropped at mile two. I am not used to that happening to me. So that wave of you used to be able to run this fast, you know, why can't you, why can't you uh, run like they, they are, you're getting old. So that starts showing up, then I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm like, okay, yeah, they're good. I am not holding the pace that that they're doing, but I'm doing a lot better than when I first started this cycle. I'm running faster at this distance than I did a month ago. So, you know, it's hard, um, but we want to, as much as we can, introduce kind of fact and look more at, okay, this is a temporary situation more than anything else. All right. So I, I, I totally get that. And I, and I, I think it's just more about just putting it into practice and I have, right. I have on certain days been like, all right, I ran 40 minutes and that was exhausting, but you know what? Hey, another day in the books, let's just move on, you know? Um, and not really worry too much about it. And I've, you know, even, even six weeks ago, eight weeks ago when I was doing run walks, you know, I wasn't judgmental about it. I was like, hey, this is just part of the process. It's no big deal. So I've, I've definitely been there. And but, you know, as the reality changes, so so does sometimes the. Um, I guess the, the goalposts on some sense. Um, so on a different on a different level um, where the facts, <laughs> the facts are not on my side <laughs> is is um, is my nutrition. So. First month in, I gained three pounds. And second month in, I've held steady. So um, I know the scale is not a perfect measure of success here, but it is relevant. I am overweight. And, you know, while I strive for health first and foremost, I also am aware that for me personally, part of being healthy is losing some pounds. So um, I'm not going to speak generally to I'm not speak to anyone else. Certain people are very happy with where their body is, and that's great for me. 
that's not that's not my current situation. So I like to throw that disclaimer in there for anybody who's, you know, worried about this kind of talk. And I know for some people it can be triggering. So I just want to throw that part out there. Well, but, um, but for me, yeah, I, I literally am doing a body image talk uh, later this afternoon on another podcast. There you go. You, you're, you hit the nail on the head is like sometimes it actually is better for your health to shed excess fat. And that's okay. Right. And, and that's and that's where I am. So I have so first month I gained weight, which was like not the plan. <laughs> Lord knows. Uh, this month it's held steady, which is better than the first month. But also holding steady wasn't the part of the plan. You know, I wanted to lose two to three pounds a month. Yeah, not, it didn't have to be linear, but like on average over the course of a year, that was kind of what I was envisioning. Um, and that's what I know would be best for me personally to get to get down to that 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 weight. So. Um, it's uh it that that's been pretty frustrating and that's one of the things where like facts aren't on my side and it's really like trying to remain positive and optimistic now in the face of kind of two months of like you're not you're not holding up your end of the bargain on this one um and really trying to to course correct in certain cases and and and, and so on and so forth so that's that's been that hasn't felt great because like you know and this isn't even running related, but like starting to get colder around here, man. And uh, I don't fit in any of those pants that are upstairs in my closet. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so am I going to have to go out and buy new pants? Like, again, this, again, one of the parts is like, who cares? But the other part is like, it, that's, that's like a, in the, that's like a, you know, look at yourself in the mirror type moment of like, these fit last year. Yeah. They don't fit right now. And what are you doing to, um, to improve yourself in this area? And, uh, and the, yeah, so that's kind of where I am. Yeah, I'm going to put a pin right there is the what are you doing to improve yourself? So um, we want to thank if we're seeing if, if we feel that we own some of why we're not seeing seeing change is be like, OK, one thing that I messed up on that I have confidence that I can change the course What's one small thing I can do? Uh, I kind of use, you know, situations like that where we're either slow progress, stalled progress. Sometimes, you know, we slip a little bit. Is I kind of equate it like scaling a mountain, uh, which is something I would probably never do, but the analogy is cool. Um, is we need to just find a foothold so we can continue making our scramble on up there which it's not necessarily easy. And that's why I'm like, okay, just find one thing to grip onto. Uh, if that's drinking more water, if that's not eating late at night or something like that and make a 24 hour commitment for that. 24 hours is up, renew the commitment. Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah. You're on the, you're on the face of El Cap right now. No, I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's, it's funny. I've been listening to podcasts about um, recovery and addiction. Um, not that I don't feel like I'm an act of anything. Um, you know, I like to, I, every once in a while, in a while I'll, I'll joke about being a sugar addict, but I, I'd say that tongue in cheek. Um, but more so of like the, the idea of taking that one day at a time approach and for them in a very serious, I need to do this kind of way or my life could end, um, where that's certainly not my case, but I feel like it's so extreme that it can be instructive in some ways. Um, actually I was listening to one while I was on the, when I was on the treadmill, you know, just a little while ago. And I feel like what you said, you know, kind of bring, 
brings me to that same point of kind of taking that, mm-hmm. taking that approach. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it doesn't have to be life or death or anything that severe for us to take that approach. And honestly, I think that's what gets a lot of, you know, a lot of the best of the best to the Olympics or the pro leagues is what's right in front of them. And that that's what they deal with because that's what they have control over. Um, and a lot of times it's really overwhelming to think I want to get here. I only have God six months to do it and I'm not making very much progress right now. And that's a mindset that can cause a lot of people to stall out. Right. No, that makes, that makes sense. And it's funny. There's like a great, there's a great way for someone to know how well I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Well, in the day is not like, what did I put in my food journal? Is that, did I fill it out? Mm -hmm. Okay. If I didn't fill it out, then you can probably guess how it went. Yeah. If I did fill it out, you could probably guess how it went. Like it went pretty well. Um, it's great. It was like this. It's funny. It was a study. Um, it was like this meta study on. I think it was like some sort of like um, some sort of math test. Uh, this was done over a long period of time. Similar, something similar to an SAT. And after the math test ends, then there was like this optional piece, or maybe it was before the test, it really didn't matter. It was an optional piece of like personal demographics. So it was like 30 questions. Again, it, it was like, you know, similar, like you fill in like the little circle, your five choices. I'll like, your personal demographics takes like 20 minutes to fill it out, but it was optional. Yeah. And, you know, it, was, it, it gave the testers every sort of metric they could look at to see, like, all right, what kind of person with backgrounds and ethnicities and economic situations and whatever, what were the underlying themes that we could t- relate to test scores to find different patterns? And the strongest by far pattern that they found out was the people who filled out the optional thing did well on the test. Not surprised. So, so the optional part was before the test. So it wasn't like you couldn't even chalk it up to like, oh, they did well. They knew they did well. So they were in a good mood and were more agreeable. It was a, again, and there could still be some that beforehand, if you're not good at math then you know, you're not good at math or whatever, but it was so interesting. Cause like you can relate it back to this of like, if things aren't going well, I'm probably not sharing it. <laughs> and that's, that's just me. And maybe there's more people like that as well. But um, for me, it's not even like, did I put anything in? Let's analyze. It was like, did you do it at all? That's all I need to know. No, I don't. I, you're definitely not the only one because I mean, it's a lot of us don't like to show our uh, our struggles or when we fall short. You could just uh, click on any social media platform to figure that out pretty quick. We're real good to share. We're real quick to share the good stuff, but the hard stuff, not not so much. So right, right. Which is why I, I admire you being so open and honest with all this. Well. <laughs> It uh, it does it does feel good to to talk about it. Um, that's for sure. Uh, you know, not not always, but you know, if I had had these kind of conversations every single day, it might be less fun. But you know, once every two or three weeks, it, there is some there is a cathartic nature to it. Well, it's it's like you're you're cleaning your brain out basically. So a lot of the clutter up there gets cleared out. You have a clear objective, and you know, because what I'm trying to do is help distill all this stuff. So that as soon as we we get out of the session is you can start taking a step. Um, And after that, you can take another one. But we want to make it really clear and make it manageable. 
Mm-hmm. So that we have con- so that we have confidence in order to do it, and I mean, if we really want to get specific with it, I mean, we can even apply this to treadmill running for crying out loud. Is if you just focus on maybe like half of a mile and not thinking, oh God, I still have three more to go, you might actually start making a little more headway. Yeah, I'm one of the world's biggest fans of the chunking method. In, in, in what respect? I know like there's a, there's a couple different there's a couple different ways to chunk things. Like there's chunking learning, and what, what are you what are you referring to? Yeah, oh, chunking the task that you have. Uh, so okay, we have this meal plan for the day. Okay, all we need to worry about right now is breakfast. Let's nail breakfast. I have a eight miler, and I, I and let's let's just say even just on the road. If that's kind of where you're starting to get some friction and feeling less confident, you're like, okay, with what what distance do I feel confident running at this pace? That's our focal point. And then when we get to that point, we've already accomplished a little bit of a goal, should get a little bit of a dopamine hit. They're just like, oh, okay, if I can do that, I think I can do another one of these. Mm-hmm. I can tell you've been homeschooling with the uh, chunking method with learning. Well, you know what is funny? I, first of all, I am. Uh, with that said, <laughs> the chunking thing came more from learning. I forget what book it was. It, it might have been a couple, couple of different like personal development or talent development books where they talk about the chunking method in relation to how people learn chess. Mm-hmm. In that past individual moves, chunking, and that's why the chunking method would allow them ultimately to be able to like hop from board to board and remember what was on each board or to play like five people at a time blindfolded because when they saw a chessboard, they saw three chunks. They didn't see, you know, 22 pieces or whatever. Now I'm racking my brain at who wrote that because I distinctly remember that when I was in school. Well, there's been so many. It's been in several different books. Um but yeah, yeah, because I, I, I've I've heard that thing. I think it's been. I think I have four have four different books where that's mentioned. No, no, so, I, I'm I'm not surprised. So, and I, I know one of my colleagues, Nicole Det, uh, Detling. I think I'm pronouncing her last name right. Uh, that is what I mean. She uses the chunking method with Olympic athletes on a daily basis. So I was like, okay, if if these people who are the best in the world make, can make these things that simple, you know what? So can I. So. I mean, it's like everything kind of exists in one unit, like even a football game mm-hmm. is it's one drive at a time. Right. And even much more small and even much smaller than that from an individual sake. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or perspective. Absolutely. So we don't have to approach it like a football, a football player. Football is not your thing. But uh, obviously, this is what I want you to start hammering on uh, for the next uh, couple weeks is just a working on kind of figuring out, which I can't, you know, I can give you some recommendations. I like the 24 hour thing um, to where, okay, I just need to nail one of, or, or get one of my meals as accurate as possible in 24 hours or something like that. Uh, you know, so, something along those lines, I think might be helpful. Deal. All right. I'll figure out the best way. Cause yeah, the meals have been good. It has been the non meals eating, but yeah, I'll figure out the, 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 the best way to attribute that. Okay, so what we probably want to do is swap that out with a different behavior. So that's, you know, you can go out in the backyard for a few minutes or just delay. Like if you're going to, if you're really wanting like a granola bar or cookie or something like that, be like, okay, can I wait 15 minutes for this? Yeah, yeah, I can wait 15 minutes for this. If we delay it, 
a lot that technique's been shown too. To a lot of times we get distracted and forget we even wanted the thing in general. Oh, every parent, every parent knows that one. Okay, I never used it on myself, which is exciting. I've used, you know, every parent does their kids all the time. Like yeah. not right now, not right now. Like that's basically like a I hope you forget about this type move. Oh, I do this with my online shopping all the time. I'm like, <laughs> okay, Adrian, you you see that thing? Yeah, I really want that thing. These are the conversations I have with myself. Um, you know, give it a half hour. This is how, yeah, this is how much I got it down, people. I can go a half hour without clicking purchase or something like that. And I'll like get up and go clean something or let the dog out or something. And usually I look at my phone and either somebody's texted me or I have a message. And obviously I did not want the thing nearly as much as I thought I did in that moment. So, you know, if we still want it after a certain period of time, that's different. Right. Because like I did break down and bought myself a Hypervolt the other day because I've been wanting one for six months. What in the world is a Hypervolt? It's a uh, massage gun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Adrian. No free ads. No free ads here on the Rambling Runner podcast. Oh, sorry. I got it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. No, I know. A I, piece of plastic that makes noise <laughs> and massages my leg and back. How about that? There you go. See? Perfect. Perfect. Um, I, I no, that's a great, that's a great so example. So many people hire me it's, to, 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 for me to listen and talk to them. It's unreal with what I just said. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that's a great, that's a great point. I'm definitely going to utilize that. I'm very familiar with it. I've never done it to myself. So I'm excited to give that a try. Yeah. Do it, do it when the run hurts, do it with food cravings that are unnecessary is let's, let's really tackle that. And I do have, before we kind of, kind of land this thing, I do have one, uh, one more thing to kind of add to the whole kind of post-workout, angst, I suppose, um, is one thing you can, you know, maybe do is just allow and acknowledge. Yeah. Okay. I'm really, I'm actually really frustrated about this because if we pretend that we're not, or we try to think, Oh, I should feel a different way about it. We may end up just in our feels longer than we, you know, than, than we anticipate. So what I would do is just give yourself a few minutes, just kind of vent, give yourself a moment. And then we, then we may actually be able to incorporate some better positive self-talk, reframe the situation a little bit better, just, just to, if we're allowed to just kind of feel wherever we're at in that moment. So we want to feel it. We just don't want to sit there. All right. That makes sense. I'm excited to try the just wait. 20, 30 minutes um, maneuver. I, 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 now that you said I have done it on the run, I have done the whole, mm-hmm. all right, just one, one more minute or just get to the half mile or whatever. Um, also, a key thing here is like, that's why, why out and back runs are helpful. It's like, I got to get home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to get home before the kids wake up. Stopping really isn't an option here. Yeah. Um, that's like another way of doing it. Um, but all right, no, but the, doing it with a, um, with the food is, is a, is a great idea. And then the reframing thing I'm excited for too. All right, Adrian, thank you so much. This has been really, you know, really instructive. Okay. I I enjoyed this as well, Matt. We will talk soon. Thank you. Hey guys, one last ad break before we uh, get into the last pro here. I want to talk about Tracksmith. 
They are the preeminent attire brand here in the U.S. They just, they have the best gear. They just have the best gear. Not only is it great on your body, it lasts. And this stuff is just high end. All right, so Tracksmith is a Boston-based brand, which I can relate to. I live an hour away from Boston. I'm there all the time, led by a group of runners who are committed to making classically stylish, cutting-edge apparel. Their focus is on real-world amateur runners. Just like me, who's trying to break sub 40. Can you relate to that? And so many people have commented and said, hey, I can relate to what you're doing. Believe me, part of that is making sure that you're going about it the right way. And for me, it's not spending a bunch of money on all this gear that's going to die out like in two months. (laughs) I swear to God, some of this gear uh, looks great when you first try it on, but it doesn't last. Tracksmith, I love all their stuff, their designs, their products. Like I said, they're for committed runners, and they use the best materials for sweat wicking, stink-free merino wool, and in all their training tops, and their unique Italian nylon knit for their performance shorts. Their shorts, my goodness. You know, if you're if you're a guy, you know what it can feel like with some of the rubber bands uh, in the brief section of the shorts. I'd never have to readjust. And that might sound like, who cares? If you're a dude, you know some of these shorts. You're readjusting like every half mile. Not at all. These shorts are absolutely fantastic. And it's because the details they put into it. So you got a ton of new releases. They got the new release actually came out this week was people who are doing run commuting. And that was so interesting. I love that. Uh, but ultimately, I love the session shorts. Um, you know, for me, the, some people like the half, the the, uh, the reggae half tights, the Reggie half tights, I should say. Um, I can't do the half tights. Just not not there yet <laughs> from a from a body perspective to really you know want to show that off. Uh, but I do love the session shorts. Like I said, I just am such a fan of those. Um, I think I got the seven inch inseam. They also have the five inch inseam as well. Uh, I cannot recommend them highly enough. And the tops. They are so thin. And when these hot summer days, you're, that's exactly what you're going to want. So uh, head over to tracksmith.com slash rambling runner and use code rambling runner. So that's how much we want to do. If you spend $75 or more, you get 15% off your first purchase. And that's huge. And you're going to buy a bunch of, bunch of stuff. I think my first, my first time going on the site, I think I spent $500 because I wanted all the stuff. I wanted all of it and it lasts. So I knew it was going to be a great investment for me. So if you're doing that and you're saving 15%, shoot, you're going to save a ton of money, a ton of money. So go over there today, tracksmith.com slash rambling runner. Also, before we get to my next pro, I also want to give a huge shout out to Inside Tracker. I'm going to use an Inside Tracker test on Tuesday. Why do I want to do that? Well, I may know how I look in the mirror. I may know how I feel when I do kind of a self-assessment and try to figure out what's going on in my life. Ultimately, what I don't know is exactly what's happening inside my body, and that is what Inside Tracker can help me out with. So whether it's how's my vitamin D, how's my iron, how's my ferritin, how's my you name it, you know, almost you know, we're talking about forty different biomarkers they're going to test you for. They also have the inner age, they also have the immunity test. They have so many things going on in terms of what they're able to provide to their customers that you get a true and accurate picture of exactly what's going on with your body. And and this is why it's important to me, not only capturing that, but then capturing it every three to four months or so to see how you're coming along. The other one is, especially for someone like me, is testosterone. I've had testosterone go up and down in my life. And when it, you know, when you hit the valley with testosterone, you know, it's not great. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, you know, something that can really affect you in so many ways. And, you know, for some people, they feel the same way if they're low in ferritin or they're low in the vitamin D. And it can really be this pervasive thing. And making sure that you're on top of this is so important because you can't look in the mirror or hop on a scale 
Intel this stuff. You need to get your blood work done, and I trust Inside Tracker. So go to InsideTracker.com and use code Inside20. Spell that all out. Don't just not the numbers twenty. Spell it out. Inside twenty to save twenty percent, and that's a huge number because you get their ultimate package. There's a lot in there, and if you're saving twenty percent, that can really, really help you out. In addition, I have a link in the show notes that. You can click right on it. You'll get right to that page and save the money that you need to save. So let's get into it back again with my featured co-hosts and professionals. Coach James McCurdy, how you doing? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to chat. This has been an interesting past week and a half. Sure. Yeah, we've had a lot of things happen, certainly. Uh, Most importantly, it was my birthday yesterday. Most importantly, of course. <laughs> you know what? 45 is a big year, and I, I'm, I'm glad it, yeah. that you got there. <laughs> I, like, I like to mess with, uh, with Buddy, the uh, gentleman you had on your, your podcast earlier, um, our, my athlete Buddy, who he's 52, but I, I like to say that he's 75 or, or 87 or, or 92 years old. Almost every post is a different age. <laughs> to be clear, what, are you 39? Is that the deal? I am 39. Yeah, one more year and I'll be a master's runner. I get to join our McCurdy Masters group uh, and I'm excited. So I'm a little older than you. Um, yeah. you know, I don't know if you're used to, to coaching people who are more mature than you are, but you know, obviously mm. we all have challenges in life. I, I think everybody I coach is more mature because I still <laughs> collect baseball and basketball cards. So yeah, got that going for me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That that has gone full circle. Um, but we don't need to get into that now. But hey, I'm I'm pretty excited because I feel like um the training has has jumped up in terms of volume, it, basically quantity and quality, um, on some in some respects. And it hasn't been easy. You know, it, it wasn't like, all right, like this was a long time coming and this was I was able to take this in stride. Uh, but it certainly is exciting to kind of go through it. Yeah, I think um, you know the, the 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 months leading up to finally being able to do what we would consider as coaches as athletes speed work uh, versus something that is just a progressive run or just finishing a run with hills and strides or whatever that might be. Uh, it always takes some time, I think, to get there. And I think some people jump in really too too fast too soon. And I think we can talk about that in a little bit uh, about what it is we're doing now, but. Uh, you, you, you have worked and it hasn't been perfect, but you have worked at being consistent the past few months, which has allowed you to pre- pre- be prepared for, uh, what it is we're going to do for the next six to eight weeks. Yeah. So the, let's say the last two months I've missed a run here and there, but for the most part, I think I only missed like maybe three max. Yep. Nothing major. And, and never more than one in a week. Yeah. Usually when I say missed, it usually means like. We kind of pushed it forward. So say like, say I missed a run. I would be like, all right, well, we'll we'll do this tomorrow, and we'll just switch exactly. the, the, the yeah. The, we'll switch the the rest day and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, when you're running, when you're running uh, four days a week, sometimes five, sometimes three, it's okay to quote unquote miss a day because when, again, we talked about this before. When you when you zoom out in a 16 week period, if if you weren't looking at your calendar in in a seven day block, but you looked at your calendar in a in a, in a, in a huge block of time, it doesn't matter what days were rest days and what days were, were run days, as long as you got the run days in. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And the, one of the things that we talked about 
in our last call was how I was going to approach kind of the, the McCurdy trained fall series, which is a 5K, you know, three weeks out, then 10K, then three weeks out, and then 5K, and then three weeks out, and then another 10K. Um, and I was like, hey, should I sign up for these? You're like, oh, no, you're doing them. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, with the idea of like, all right, these aren't all going to be races for you. And so be the 5K, well, almost two weeks ago now. Um, and the idea, if I get this right, basically it was like kind of like easy plus pace. So kind of like halfway between marathon and easy pace, I guess. What I would classify as elevated easy. You should finish tall and strong. And for, for the volume of running that you're doing, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even use the word marathon because it doesn't, it doesn't compute. It doesn't add up. Uh, it's not what you would run for a marathon. You're not trained for a marathon. Uh, but it's, it's elevated easy. You would have been able to finish another three or four miles at that. Um, but you finished uh, strong and tall and not hands on knees. Yeah. So I definitely ran faster than that um, from an effort standpoint. So I, my hands were not on my knees when I finished, but it definitely wasn't like, let's do it again. <laughs> type yeah, feeling either. Yeah, um, yeah. It was probably closer to, again, I'm not doing marathon work. You know, this is kind of more of like using the V dot nomenclature. If someone's on the V dot system, they know that like you know, each, you know, the, the repetition pace, interval pace, threshold pace, marathon pace, easy pace. So I was probably closer to marathon pace in that endeavor. Maybe, you know, I think at some points, maybe even in the vicinity of threshold pace, which I know was too fast, but at the same time, like I just kind of was in the moment with it. Exactly. We're not trying to be hypersensitive to every aspect. Which brings me to the workout you just did yesterday, right? When, when you texted me, you texted me the other day, said, hey, I think we need to change my VDOT score. It was, that was actually something I was thinking about um, leading into this week. Um, now that we have a much better idea of where you are fitness-wise in terms of what you can handle with volume and in terms of being specific about having expectations of what you should be able to hit, Right, we we use that elevated 5K to have an understanding of where fitness really is, right? And then almost every workout becomes this. Well, and maybe not every workout, but many workouts become this fitness check-in of what was the intent of the workout, and then how did you feel? Um, and one of the things that I was actually really excited about was that you were able to do the session yesterday, which was. Six by 400 meters with 90 second walk rest, take a three minute walk rest between and then do it again. And my thought was, I want you to work hard for about a minute and 30 to a minute and 50 seconds, somewhere in that range. It just happened to cover 400 meters to get there. Uh, take 90 seconds walk and be able to do it again and then do it again and then do it again. Um, and so what I wanted VDOT to kind of reflect was the reality of where your fitness likely is right now, right? Uh, one thing we don't want to do as coaches is we don't want to set an athlete up to fail and say, oh, just forget, just forget this predicted pace uh, and just do whatever feels right. Because what's going to happen is a runner's going to, a runner's going to see a projected pace and they're either going to blow it out of the water and feel great or or they're going to uh, be nowhere close to it. And even though the intent is to just run the workout, they're going to see paces that if, the, if it's prescribed too fast and they're nowhere near it, they're going to feel like a failure. And we don't want that. We want to use VDOT um, as a tool for 
where should you be? What is, what is reasonable for your current fitness and feel good about what it is you're accomplishing. And so this, the, the, the previous 5k a few weeks ago and other workouts leading into this week was really allowing us to understand where is fitness really at? Um, and, and uh, bringing your V dot score down a little bit to allow for some predicted paces to be more fitting to the current level of fitness, I think was, was a good call by you and certainly something that was really good to pay attention to. Um, and it led into, I would say about an 80% successful workout yesterday, regardless of how you felt towards the end. Uh, in terms of the cool down, I think it was just the first time you had a really hard session and your body was just zonked. The, the workout itself was actually really strong. Yeah. So I had my VDOP score was previously based on what we did in the mile series in the spring. And we basically, and we and I had talked about it like there's no reason to change it because you're not training right now. It's just meaningless. Like what would you even change it to? So we then changed so it was that I think it was 45.6 based on the mile series. And then we changed it this week down to 42. And um, what happened then is that, so this workout, again, you mentioned like, you know, 90 to, you know, 90 to 110 seconds per, per rep. And uh, the nice part right now is that now that the kids starting this week are both back in school, it means that I don't have to do my workouts before they wake up anymore. So what I've been doing is I've been dropping them off school and then, you're basically wearing my running gear and then just going somewhere and running. And that's what I was able to do yesterday. It's what I was able to do today, which is kind of works out really well um, from a morning prep and sleep standpoint. So that was nice. The negative about it was that that means I also didn't have access to a track because school was in such. So what I did, I went to a neighborhood, which I knew they had like a pretty flat um, area that was, I knew at least you know, 400 meters or so. So, I went there, which was great. <laughs> the negative was is that um, I wasn't, you know, I don't have it like, I don't have a wheel to mark off like 100 meters and stuff like that. So oftentimes I was going out a little, even though I didn't want to go out too hot, I was going out a little too hot. So, you know, the first, you know, shoot, six to seven reps, um, I was around, you know, 630 to 640 pace, kind of where I was living. Which is way too quick in my mind. Um Meaning you you hit it, you hit the work, you got it done. But I think um, based on and we you don't know until you go for it, right? Uh, I think I think the reality was that set six thirty pace was just too fast, um, re- regardless of the terrain. Because I think you know towards the end of the session is where uh, where your legs started to feel <laughs> pretty heavy. No, it's it's true because even that, that and that's the thing with the with GPS watches they'll tell you pace in the moment, but I, even then, like I was looking at the pace and I didn't know how fast I was running until after the workout ended. Because even when I was checking the pace, I it was telling me that I was running high sixes, low sevens. So I thought I was coming in around even on the fastest reps, which were like six thirty two. I thought I was coming at six fifty two pace. I didn't know I was running that other pace until after the fact. So I was trying to be diligent. I knew I was going out a little hot, but I didn't think it was to that extent until after. Yeah, it it is interesting. It's a good learning experience, right? It's a good understanding of, okay, well, maybe in this area, uh, maybe the GPS isn't going to be as accurate. Maybe I have to pay attention in a different way. Um, But what I did like about the session was that in between – even after the, the the halfway point, 
in the second half of the session, you didn't really slow down that much. There were moments where um, uh, you were a little bit quick, but then there were moments where you kind of, it looked like you reined it in and you had a, a great experience with the 90 second rest. It was enough rest to be able to do the work again. Right. So at the end, when I slowed down, it basically slowed down to the pace that you had originally designed. I was, I'm not going to lie, at the 10th rep, I was like, can I, should I, just, can I just call it here? Like, yeah, I, yeah. 10's a nice round number. Should I call it? And then, you know, this is the beauty of doing this series. I'm like, I don't really want to tell people I did that. So I, um, I stick it out with the final two. And then, um, you know, at the last one, I, I definitely, you know, wanted to finish strong and like say the last half of the last one, I definitely kind of picked up the pace a little bit. And then at that point I was like, I am not running another two miles here. My legs were in complete revolt at that point. Yeah. And I think again, that like, that's the, we, we want to work hard, but we don't want to work hard that our body is destroyed. So, and I've said this to a few athletes over the past few weeks uh, that are coming back from either sickness or, or an injury. It's not so important how you feel in the workout. It's how you feel the next day and the day after that that sometimes is more important. Uh, so today, how did you feel? Yeah, that's a great point. All right, so I I was wrecked yesterday. So after the workout, I like came onto my couch and I like basically did work from my back for the next like three hours. Um, I like laid on my couch. My dog like curled around my head. And I had my legs up and this was like the beauty of working from home, like all encapsulated into like one picture. Um, so I was able to stay off my legs for a while. Uh, last night, you know, I, I slept fine. And then today I was surprised. I, I felt pretty good. You know, I had like, my knee was like, oh, what's going on over here? But like, it was fine. It wasn't an issue. It was just like a morning, the morning, the morning like routine of like our all systems go at this point. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it was kind of a, a fairly typical morning. And then dropped off the kids, went out, and then did my run, which was scheduled to be 45 to 50 minutes. And I ran on a kind of a not as hilly as my run two days ago. And I'll talk about that in a second. But um, a little bit of a hilly run. And, you know, I definitely like – I definitely didn't have a pep in my step. That's for sure. But I wasn't sore. I wasn't hurting. Uh, it was definitely like this is a grind but I can definitely do it and I don't feel like I'm, you know, setting myself back here. One of the things I wrote about this in a newsletter uh, just yesterday, um, running easy enough to recover, but not running sloppy, uh, but also making sure that we're not running too fast in easy days to allow for recovery. Coach Esther gave this great analogy to me a few years ago. And she said, you know, if you were to run the fastest 5K of your life, would you be able to run the fastest mile of your life just five minutes later? Uh, the answer is, of course, you would not be able to do that. Your body would be wrecked because you just ran the fastest 5K ever. She said, right, exactly. Your fitness right after a really hard effort actually decreases quite a bit. You are not as fit right after a really hard session. It takes time for your body re to recover and bounce back. And you have to kind of view your workouts in that way, uh, not that you're trying to wreck yourself from a, a major workout, but uh, when you do a workout, you want to be at the peak of a wave. And, and that's kind of the timing of that. And when that wave crashes, you don't want to do a workout too soon. You want to wait until the body 
gets enough recovery until you're at the peak of that next wave again, so you receive the benefits of that next session. If you do a workout too soon before the wave is at its peak, you're not going to see the benefit. And if you run too fast on your easy days, you're not going to get to the peak of that next wave. It's going to be delayed if you ever get there at all. So what you just expressed and what you just said was, yeah, you didn't have the pep in your step, but you were able to get it done. Well, of course. Yesterday was, was your first true speed session. Uh, and today you should not feel wonderful. Not really. You know, you should feel a little bit of lag. Doesn't mean that you're destroyed. Doesn't mean that you're hurt. Just means that, yeah, you feel a little tired. Right. And that's okay. We're going to wait until that next, for that next speed session until you've risen that, uh, the, until that, that wave is really at its peak before you're ready to do it. And then you can do and be prepared for that speed session. Right. And even today, the, the mileage I did was basically I did 4.5 miles, which is more than my just normal day two weeks ago. So even that is going up. So the thing I wanted to mention is that the the day before my workout, I like my, my schedule got all messed up because I was going to do what I did today of dropping the kids off and then going for a run. Uh, I had something in between. So I went to go for my run around 11 and I'm driving out and I got my running gear on and um, I get a call. My, my kid's school lost power from the, the, the high winds that we experienced the night before and that morning. Um, it was like hurricane type winds for a while. It was kind of crazy. And so I had to go pick them up. So I couldn't do that run. So I had to do it late. So I did it after they went to bed. So I actually had like a pretty quick turnaround. So I did like the run that night. So I went, went out around eight o'clock and I did my, so when I, you head out of my street, there's kind of a major road right there. You take a right, and you can kind of like do more of like a flat run, either go onto the bike path or a, a road that kind of runs parallel to it, which in both of them are, are fairly flat. Or you can take a left and you can do like the exact opposite. Like it's really hilly. There's a couple of huge hills there. You can make it as hilly as you want it to be, right? I mean, it really isn't. But there's one hill that you have to do on this road, uh, Fairview Avenue, where it goes up like I think it's 180 feet and it goes up in about a little over half a mile. Yeah, it's significant. So it's legit. It's a legit hill, especially in the beginning. The first half, it's like almost twice as steep as the second half. So I decided, I don't even know why, I decided to do that route yet, um, on Tuesday, today's Friday. So this was Wednesday night. So I decided to do that run. I can't even tell you why, frankly, because I knew what I had to do the next day. Um, and when I'm in shape, I always take a left. I always do that route. So I did that and I wasn't sure how it was going to go, uh, but it went pretty well. Like I, I was able to maintain a pretty good pace. I think I averaged like 930 pace, but like it was a pretty wide swing. So you're going down that hill, you're going super fast and, the, and vice versa. Um, when you go back up, you know, I did a little bit of walking up that hill, probably about 30 yards, right at, right at the end of the steepest section, walked for about 30 yards, you know, kept my watch going uh, and then, you know, then start jogging again. But overall, like I was pretty excited. So that was kind of for me, like even more than the workout, that was like the sign of like, wow, things are coming along. Because when I'm doing that route and I feel fine the next day and I'm able to like do it at a pretty normal pace and it's not a big deal, that for me has always been the clearest sign that things are coming along because that that's a pretty legit route from a hill perspective. And it really is like, all right, if this is normal, then you're normal. That's how I've always felt about it. Yeah. Yeah, you're coming around, right? You're not naturally shying away 
from something that you might be a little bit uh, afraid of, so to speak, uh, or tend to. Oh, yeah. To- I haven't gone on that. I haven't gone near that route before yesterday. Right. Or before and, two and days ago. So hopefully, not every day, but hopefully more often, your natural inclination is to run wherever the hell you choose. <laughs> right. Um, and not shy away from something just because it has a hill. Oh, I'm not ready for that. No. As you become fit, as you become healthy, as you become stronger, you'll be able to go wherever, wherever you want to go. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm, I'm excited. So we got next, next two weeks on the schedule. Um, let's talk about that. Let's see what, let's talk about what's coming up. Yeah. So this weekend, um, I just have kind of the same concept as the 5k, to be honest with you. I'm just going to give you like 25 minutes of an elevated effort today was, or yesterday rather was, was a pretty hard, aggressive effort. Uh, maybe a little bit more than it, than I intended it to feel, but that's what it is. And that's the reality of it. Um, so this weekend is just kind of a, what I would consider a secondary workout. It's not going to be as intense. It's not meant to be as intense. I just want you to feel good. Have an elevated effort and, and, and you'll run somewhere between a five and a half to a six and a half mile day. Uh, but next week we have the, the McCurdy trained fall series 10 Ks, the first 10 K. Uh, of of the of the series of the fall, um, and in that, for you as an athlete, my hope is is that you feel that you can run near the same effort as your five k. I don't want. I'm not worried about the pace. I just want the effort to be there. I don't care if it's eight thirteen. I'm. I don't care if it's eight thirty. Uh, but it will be the longest mileage day of this training cycle of the block since you started. So I'm anticipating around seven and a half miles uh, for the day, uh, including the warm up for it. But because it's going to be the longest run that you've had, I don't want you digging to the well. You know, I don't want this to be something that you need a, a week to recover from. I expect that uh, the next day or the day after is going to feel a little heavy, a little, little fatigue, but the intent is not for you to run this as hard as possible. It's just to feel like you did at the end of the 5k where, wow, that was good work. I feel strong about it. I'm, I, I'm happy about my effort. Uh, and I could have kept going, but I decided to stop at 6.2 miles. Deal. All right. That sounds good. And it's not, I mean, that's, it's, with that said, it's not going to be easy. Like you said. No, like, no it's not, like, not going to be easy, right? Uh, it's going to be challenging physically and emotionally, but it's a good, it, it's the, the longest run you'll have had. Uh, potentially, uh, as long as this week goes well and there's nothing that pops up. And and hopefully the weather cooperates and you feel good about that. You're not running in gale force winds like New England can get in the fall. Um, but in that, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see where this goes. And then, you know, uh, later this month, we have the, uh, for you, we'll have a 5K. And my hope is that you run the same course that you ran the first 5K in. And you can run 40 to, to, to 60 seconds faster with the same effort. Not because you were racing it any harder or you ran it any harder. The same effort where you're able to run about 20 seconds a mile faster just because you have more fitness in you. Got it. That's, that's kind of where I want to go. Got it. Got it. No, that makes I'm, – I'm like of two – I hear that and I'm like of two minds. Like part of me is like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's exciting to make that apples to apples comparison. And the other side of me is like, screw that, dude. Let's <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Let's go yeah. race. <laughs> we got time. So, so some of the athletes I've been, I have I have uh, on board on on kind of that that top end level are doing this the the trials for miles series 
Uh, it's a, it's basically a every week or every other week is a new race. Um, and you, in order to advance in the series, you have to finish in the top 25 in your specific division. Uh, so the ultimately you'll have, uh, 50 men against, uh, 50 men against each other, 25 and 25, uh, and 50 women, 25 versus 25 at the end of the series. And, um, the athletes that I have in, in this series, I actually haven't let race yet. You know, uh, I know some of them are chomping at the bit, but you don't, just because there's some, there's a race on the calendar doesn't mean you always have to do it as hard as possible. You know, and there's a time and a place. And, and for these athletes, just like you, there is a focus beyond this immediate series that we're doing. You know, the focus for you is, is to, to get sub 40 in a 10K down the road. So I don't want to, I don't want to sacrifice your health. I don't want to sacrifice, uh, development just because we have a series. I want to make sure this makes sense for you for where you are. Uh, and if, if we decide that we race the 10K at the end of the series, great. We can race it. That's, you know, that's six, eight weeks away. Uh, but for right now, we hold the line and we stay steady towards development. That makes sense. All right, let's do it. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to kind of see how you feel this weekend, uh, more so than the workout yesterday. Uh, I just want you to, to feel good and, and just keep working towards that development that you have been seeing. It's, it's been slow progress, but it has been progress. The things that you're doing now, you could not have accomplished eight weeks ago. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think the, even more so than the workout is this five-day block. It's, yeah. you know, it's 45 minutes, it's a workout, it's 45 minutes, 45 minutes, and then almost an hour long run after that. And that's five consecutive days. And that's light years away from where I was. Yeah. And we talked about that like six weeks ago, right? We talked about the idea that what was your long run then would then soon become normal for your regular run down the road. And I said around six to eight weeks. And sure enough, that just happened to be what ended up transpiring because you've been consistent. Yeah, definitely. All right. Anything else before we get going? Nah, man. I actually, I, I, I have to let you go because I have a, uh, a coaching session here in town that I got I to gotta head out for. All right. Go do your thing. Thanks, James. Yeah, man. Thanks for the time. All right. Thank you so much, guys. This was really, really fun. So enjoyable. This whole Mastering 40 journey is that that one in one breath, really exciting in another breath, just terrifying sharing some of this stuff. But I really do enjoy it. Ultimately, thank you so much for listening. Also, thank you to the sponsors. We got Tracksmith, we got Inside Tracker, and we got Prevenex always supporting my journey, the show and all of you as well. Go check them out today. The clickable links are in the show notes. Make sure you do that today because, hey, you know what? These guys are producing some of the best stuff out there, whether it's a, whether it's a service like Inside Tracker, a tire like Tracksmith, or supplements and nutrition like Prevenex. It's going to help you in the long run. It's high-quality brands and companies and just great people as well. So thank you so much for listening, and happy running. This has been a production of Rambling Runner Podcast. This podcast is produced by David Margetti of InPost Media. Thank you to Meta P for the music. His song, Righteous Path, featuring Rex Mayhem and Chip Fu, is produced by Symphonic Bang. Yeah. 
enterprising in my surroundings. I'm finding the quietest of states these days. This representation of storm brewing. Amazed that the focus remains the vocal focal point of my change. I'm trying to show this industry I got.